Investing in your own growth and self-development isn't selfish, it's self-care. This is the Rebranded Podcast, the show where we hear about personal development and career growth. You'll learn what it takes to highlight yourself on your resume and beyond your resume. Remember, it's never too late to rebrand yourself and your career. I'm Tanikia, and this is the Rebranded Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today we have our guest, Darlentia Avent. She attended Southeastern Louisiana University and obtained a bachelor's degree in business management with a concentration in human resources in 2015. She then obtained a master's degree from Louisiana State University Shreveport in business administration in 2018. She is currently working as an academic advisor slash instructor at Southeastern Louisiana University. Welcome, Darlincia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I haven't talked to you in so long. I know. It feels weird hearing your voice. (laughs) (laughs) You still sound the same. You too. (laughs) Okay, so this episode is called Career Glow Up. Mm -hmm. So Darlincia went from admissions counselor and she is now an academic advisor so Lindsay we're just gonna talk I'm gonna ask you some questions and I want you to just be honest and just share your experience for um the listeners okay okay all right so um since you uh got your bachelor's degree and your master's degree how has job searching been for you after those two you can talk about it individually or you can talk about them combined. Okay. Um, I'm going to do it individually. Okay. Um, so for like my bachelor's degree, I had an internship at a at a company. So me finding a full-time job before I graduated by having an internship, it was really, really easy. But I did notice that once I, you know, received my master's degree looking for another job just with another position within HR or just me trying to find a different position within business, that was difficult um, because they they require you to have five plus years of experience. And of course, I didn't have that underneath my belt with just graduating college and just finishing my master's degree. So I didn't have a lot of experience under my belt. So mm-hmm. that aspect was really, really difficult. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the answer. It, it was easy, but then it was hard at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of how it is for me. Like when I, my undergrad was in elementary education. Mm -hmm. So it was easy trying to find a teacher job after I graduated. Like I immediately got one like two months after that. But when I got my HR degree, it took me like four months to find a job because it was like three plus years experience. Mm -hmm. And that was for entry level. Right. I was like, dang. And then that field, human resources, that's just such a competitive field to be in now and I didn't realize how intense and how like power hungry people were Uh you know to get those positions until like I actually started job searching I'm like oh my god this is yeah I I thought the wrong major (laughs) right but they do (laughs) right all right so uh is your undergrad and um graduate degree in the same profession or if not what kind of made you um switch 
I started my my master's. I planned on pursuing um, my MBA with the concentration in human resources. That's mm-hmm. what I originally started in. Um, but once I started taking those classes, I didn't realize how intense those classes was going to be. I don't know if I had a hard time, you know, connecting with the instructor, you know, mm-hmm. that I had. But once I started taking those human resources classes in my master's program, it was very difficult. And I just had to navigate to just a general MBA because, you know, you can't have no more than two C's and all that type of stuff. So I'd rather just eliminate that happening, you know, for Mm -hmm. me having two C's and, you know, possibly failing a class. I just kind of tried to play it safe and smart and um, just stick with general um, business administration. So that's the only difference in why it's not in human resources from oh, well that's still good though because since it's so general that means you can um branch out to a lot of different fields mm-hmm. and that's what I had to tell myself I was like it's still fine you know it's still a master's degree more than mm-hmm. what you know some people would have or what they're pursuing currently so I'm like it work out and it did <laughs> yep and once you get more experience that degree is gonna come in handy that's mm-hmm. what I tell myself <laughs> yes so what made you go back to school to get your graduate degree? Honestly, <laughs> the company that I was working for, they um, one of the incentives was for their workers to go back to school. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people that started with that company, they didn't have degrees underneath their belts. They didn't have certificates. It, it was mainly, you know, it was a company mainly for men. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're so used to just coming straight out of high school and working, being an engineer or just being out there in that plant life, I guess you can say. (laughs) So since they were offering that incentive, you know, I just finished my internship with them, got my full-time job. I was like, I might as well take them up now that I'm full-time because they only offer it to full-time employees. They don't offer it to, um, to student workers or internships Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I took that opportunity and I just went for it. Only downfall, I couldn't be in the classroom because of my work schedule. Mm -hmm. So I had to pursue an online um, degree. That was the only downfall, but I mean, it still paid off, you know, in a sense, I still got it. I still pretty much got the same in-class experience by doing it online with the discussion boards and the video chats. So yeah, mine was online too. Okay. So, you know, um, yep. So did they like do tuition and reimbursement or they paid mm-hmm. for it like up front? I had to pay for it up front and then they did, they did a reimbursement. So if I got an A, I got a hundred percent back of my total tuition and fees. And then yeah, if I made a B, I got 90, I made a C, I got 70 and it just kind of went down. And of course you get an L if you get nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> so, but they had a whole breakdown as far as like how much you'll get what classes they'll approve. So that was very like strategic as far as, you know, what degrees you can pursue because you, I couldn't pursue like culinary, you mm-hmm. know, it's nothing random. I had to do something that was going to benefit my current position that I had with that company. So. Yeah. I kind of wish that's something that I knew back then, like find get with a company that's offers tuition and reimbursement. Cause they can like pay for your certificates, mm-hmm. your master's degree, but I didn't even know that. But people yeah. that's listening, that's a tip you can take. <laughs> I'm going to say, I didn't know that either, honestly. It was just kind of, it fell into my lap. It was just a, a blessing that I didn't recognize. Mm-hmm. And after, once I left that company, they changed the policy. And pretty much if I would have stayed a little bit longer and if I would have left the company after I obtained my degree in 2018, mm-hmm. I, I would have had to pay them back. 
So I pretty much left at the right time. So just, you know, for people that's listening, just be cautious as far as like the policies that they have in place for that too. Yeah, because I know like sometimes if they do pay um, for your schooling, they want you to stay like at least a year or two Mm -hmm. longer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could make that commitment. I couldn't. That's why I left. (laughs) It wasn't going to (laughs) work. All right. So, um, how long were you an admissions counselor? So I started in July of 2018 and I left that position in January of 2020. So I completed two recruitment seasons mm-hmm. um, as an admissions counselor. So that it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but it is a lot of time because um, mm-hmm. pretty much recruitment season starts from August until like October. Um, as far as like being actively on the road, going to the different high schools, going to the college fairs, scheduling private visits and just nonstop college fairs back to back from August until like end of October. Yeah, and that's tiring because I just got through doing like three back to back this month and I didn't want to do any more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. And I don't, I don't know if a lot of people you know, this listening could possibly be interested in being an admissions counselor. It, it has its perks. It definitely do. But just one of the downfalls is, is the, the traveling. Yeah. But are you, do you guys like get paid to travel or like, do they take care of like the expenses or is that something that you have to do on your own? So with Southeastern, they pay for our, um, our gas, our mileage, um, we got rentals from Enterprise, depending oh, on what part. Because we did all of Louisiana and we covered some of Mississippi. Um, so my area was Baton Rouge. So, I mean, Baton Rouge from Hammond, that's what, 45 minutes, depending on how you drive. So, of course, it didn't make sense for them to get, get me a hotel room to spend a mm-hmm. night over there. So I just played it smart and I just stayed with my sister since she stayed in Baton Rouge. So I didn't have to drive from Hammond to Baton Rouge, back from Baton Rouge, back to Hammond, doing that, you know, three, four times out of the week. Yeah. Um, same with New Orleans. They don't, they wouldn't pay for a hotel room if you have to go to any, any visiting high schools in New Orleans. But if you go up north, like Lafayette, Monroe, you know, way up there in the mm-hmm. boondocks up north, then they'll pay for a room. Because, I mean, you're up there for at least two weeks straight going to different high schools in a territory so they'll pay for your hotel room and it was a time where I had to like drive my car mm-hmm. um to Port Allen but I mean they reimbursed me for my mileage so I mean it it has its perks and they pretty much cover everything and then if you stay in a hotel room they pay for your um breakfast lunch and dinner depending on your time frame of when you arrive and when you're leaving so and they feed you at the college fair so I mean that's pretty yeah, I much love free, free food. food. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you like most about um, the position? The most, um, definitely the connection that I made with the students. You know, mm-hmm. it, it often got to the point where it was on a personal level to where I knew way more than what I should. And I don't know if there was a conflict of interest mm-hmm. now that I look back on it. But I mean, it made them comfortable with me and it just kind of gave them a taste of what it's like to be at Southeastern as far Mm -hmm. as how relatable you know most of the instructors are so the connection was like the biggest thing and I still have one student still to this day like she started in fall of 2019 and I still talk to her 
like just talked to her this morning so it has its perks so I'm I'm going to miss that aspect of getting Mm -hmm. them here but I'm a love now that I actually get to stay with them stay with the freshmen for like a whole year to get to know them personally so is that what made you want to um switch to academic advisor yeah because like in admissions you know they always focus on like the quantity they always want how many more students can we get from last year and Mm -hmm. you know they never really focus on the quality you know of the students I'm like we're recruiting all these students but are they capable of staying at southeastern like are they going to take advantage of the resources like are they a good fit you know southeastern Mm -hmm. is a good university but if they're not in a mindset of staying then you know, right. they should transfer to a two-year university or two-year college or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but that, that was one of the reasons for the switch, now that I look back at everything. Yeah, now, I guess with academic advising, now you can focus on the quality aspect and building those relationships more. Mm-hmm. Since you have a little bit more time with them now. Right. And even, like, in the classes, because right now I'm just shadowing, um, mm-hmm. shadowing, like, the different instructors that's teaching but like they'll cover different topics as far as like mental health, wellness, um, you know, what's your motivation? Why are you in college? Why did you choose this major? So they're literally helping them navigate from high school to college, giving them the tips on how to study and how to take notes and, you know, things mm-hmm. to listen for when a professor is lecturing. So it's tips that I feel like I didn't necessarily get when I first attended Southeastern, even mm-hmm. though I took SE 101, it wasn't as in-depth. So I feel like now the way that they didn't revamp this department and revamp the class, I feel like it's more beneficial. And right now we're in that advising phase mm-hmm. um, of the semester. So it's it's funny hearing the kids come in and they're saying how beneficial you know, SC 101 is, and oh my God, I remember this instructor said this in this class and I used it and it works. So it's good hearing like positive feedback. Yeah. I, um, well, I, my freshman year was at South Southern, um, in Baton Rouge and I don't remember having a class like that, but I wish I did. But because I was always so studious, I never really had like a problem with adjusting mm-hmm. and trying to focus on college life and stuff but right. I know it would have been that's one thing I do like that Southeastern offers that SC 101 class because it is beneficial right so um how did when you was um about to apply for the academic advisor how did you decide that you needed like a new resume or a cover letter like what made you want to update it okay one my resume that I had was from like oh 2016 so not too long after I graduated um you know I had my resume kind of like a little template it wasn't nothing too professional or anything just like a generic resume so I knew you know with this position it was requiring me to have a master's degree so I you know kind of skimped through the job description I was like okay this is a professional you know, jobs. So I need to make sure I look good on paper because it's going to be the first thing that they see. Yeah. This is going to how to be. This this is how they're going to judge me. So I was like, okay, I need to, you know, make it look not fancy, but just make it more relatable, approachable to mm-hmm. fit me. You know, I don't want to just have generic words. I want to sound professional. I want to use, you know, the right vocabulary. Yeah. So that kind of made me know that I need to 
I need to update my resume because I mean, <laughs> at that point, I was just putting my little things on my resume, just kind of updating it here by here. But I never changed like the format of the layout and mm-hmm. does this make sense? You know? Yeah. Um, what about like your cover letter too? Is oh, cover letter. That's the exact same thing. And I literally think I. Can I say that? I BS my way through the cover letter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can say that on here. Yeah. <laughs> I literally threw that cover letter together and, you know, I, it, it really didn't dawn on me that my cover letter literally needs to match the job description, you know, in a mm-hmm. sense. So I just kind of did a generic cover letter like any college senior would do graduating just put something together and let me just submit it you know to 30 different places and try to get a job so I knew my cover letter was not (laughs) not good (laughs) okay um so uh how did you even find out like about revision writing service and what made you choose them I saw it um on Instagram you post something Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I saw it on um, Instagram and I kind of just looked into it. And then once I saw you were linked with it, and I'm like, well, I know you, you know, yeah. former dance mate, <laughs> classmates. I was like, okay, let me reach out to you and just, you know, see what all can be, what can mm-hmm. be done. So it was due to your Instagram posts. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your like impression once um, you got it back? Because when I was doing it, I was like, oh, this, she knows me, and this is a real, real <laughs> professional job. I need to make sure I do this right, because I, I really spent a lot of time. Well, I spent a lot of time on everybody's resume, right. but with, with, with it being Southeastern, I never uh-huh. did one for Southeastern. I was like, I hope I, I do this right, and I hope it goes right. So I, I felt like I had a lot of pressure on me, but no, no, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> but it it was like really good and I'm not I'm not even gonna try to be funny like you did a really good job and the way I am like I'll get something back and I always send it over to like my sisters and I'm mm-hmm. like hey y'all just read this just make sure it sound right does it sound like me like you know and it was yeah. like I see no edits and like my sister she can literally find something to edit no matter what you do it's always something that needs to be added on the paper mm-hmm. and she couldn't find anything. And I passed it along to some of, I knew two people that was in the current position that I was applying for. Mm-hmm. I sent it to them just to, you know, CYA and they looked yeah. at it and they was like, perfect. So, I mean, no complaints. It helped. It that flowed was good really that you good. had people that was in that position to look for you too. Oh, <laughs> I swear there was nothing but God. Cause yeah. I didn't plan to apply for this job. In all honesty, I knew the position was coming up. You know, they were going to open it. But I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready, you know, for a big, big girl job. Mm -hmm. But it just, not saying it fell in my lap, but so many people kept pushing me to do it. And I was like, okay, it won't hurt, you know, for me to apply for it. I mean, it paid off, but that was the same way with my internship. I didn't really have faith that I would get it I just kind of winged it and I got it so I mean anytime I feel unsure about something I end up getting it which is weird but yeah that being the um uh, that's how life works sometimes Mm -hmm. when you just hesitant and not really sure about it sometimes your gut feeling is right but then sometimes that just be fear and and Mm -hmm. then when you take that leap of faith it just works out in your favor exactly 
So do you recommend other people to update their resumes and cover letters when looking to um, apply to a higher role or just some just a new job in general? Yes. Definitely um, recommend that they update their resume and their um, cover letter, especially if it's a position that you know you want, like you just feel like, I know I'm going to get this position or I feel like this is right for me or the right move for my life. Mm-hmm. You know, just make sure that it's updated. Make sure everything is in sync with the job descriptions. You want to highlight all those points, the required the yeah. required things that they're looking for. You definitely want to make sure that that's on the resume because I recently found out, and I don't know if this is just at Southeastern or just, you know, at any organization or any company, but when all the applicants submit their application mm-hmm. and their resume, they kind of do, they pull up the resumes and they do a control F mm-hmm. and they type in like master's degree. Yeah. And they just kind of filter through to see who who are hitting these highlight points on a job description. And from there, that's how they pick their applicants as far mm-hmm. as who they want to interview. And I'm like, man, I didn't know that. Yep. So um, I do that in my current role when I'm looking and screening um resumes because mm-hmm. I work um I work at an IT consultancy firm, so it's a lot of uh, terms and stuff that I don't know because mm-hmm. it's for engineers. So I have to um look for those specific keywords and stuff, and that's one main reason why when I'm um revising resumes I use keyword optimization and I look at those job descriptions to um construct it because that's really real okay and that's how they um that's how they pick out who they want to move forward with and stuff right I didn't know that I found that out when I was going through this interview process like how it worked because I was curious as yeah. far as like insight as far as how it worked and I found that out I don't know if I should be revealing it but no, that's um, that's any company. Okay. Like, yeah, it's no secret. Okay, <laughs> that's a, that's what they do. Okay. Um, but um, how was your interview process like? Like, how many steps did you have? I'm just oh curious. My God. It was so many steps. I literally went through three. Did I go through three steps? Okay. First one was the phone interview. Mm-hmm. But it, it really, it was a video chat. It wasn't a phone interview. So it was me on the video screen, just pretty much FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had the search committee on the other end. And it was, I believe, four or five of them on the search committee. Asked me generic questions about myself. Pretty much recap my resume. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was brought in to do a presentation and I had to do something as far as a lesson that will obtain to beginner freshmen. So I did mine on learning styles and note-taking. I did a PowerPoint presentation. Let me back up. When they emailed me about doing the um, presentation, they told me what I should do as far as you can do a presentation, you can do a handout, you can do you know X, Y, and Z. So everything that they told me to do in that email, mm-hmm. I made sure I hit those highlight points in the presentation when I went. So I did that. And then at the before I did my presentation, they asked me more general questions again. They did the scenarios as far as there are beginner freshmen struggling, you know, in their classes. How would I advise them? So mm-hmm. I had to play out that scenario. Then I did my presentation. 
Then after that, I met with the assistant director and the director. And then that was it. So I went through three steps, very long. It was something yeah. every single week. So I was literally interviewing for three weeks for this position. Yeah. I Thanks. don't know. This like the one, the um, jobs that have like multiple uh, interview processes and stuff and take the longest sometimes of the um, the best jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I remember, well, with some of my jobs, I had like to do a video interview and get past that. Um, and then I had to do it. Um, well, when this, this was for my teaching job, when I was, um, interviewing for a job in Atlanta, I did Skype cause I couldn't go, um, I couldn't go there in person. Mm-hmm. Well, I could, but I wasn't, but right. <laughs> I did, um, the Skype and then. I was hired, but um, I'm trying to think. Well, with the one I have now, I did um, a phone interview, face to face, and then um, they had me to take a, a test, an HR test. Oh wow! And I, yeah, um, but um, they never really told me my score, but I guess I did good. But I wasn't used to all of those because in my past experiences, you just have one interview and then you're done. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking of it? When you said the HR test, I did have to take a test um, Mm -hmm. when I became full time at that, um, at the company that I was with, I did have to take a test and it was like a basic skills test. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't nothing too, too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So any advice that you have for people that's wanting to apply to um, a higher position in their company or just something different or a professional role? Just take that step. Um, How I said, I've always kind of felt uneasy or I wasn't sure, you know, if I would get that position and, you know, it always worked out in my favor. Mm -hmm. Just take that step. Even if you feel confident, you don't feel confident, you just never know how it's going to work out in your favor. Of course, make sure your resume and cover letter is updated because it's going to be the first thing that they look at. Um, also, make if your social media, if anything is like public, try yeah. to make sure your pictures is clean because they will search you, you know, on social media. And then from there, like, you know, if you get the interview, things like that, just sell yourself because interviewing is literally selling yourself. You're trying to let them know that you're the best candidate, mm-hmm. you know, for the position. But let them know you're relatable. You don't want to be too perfect. So it's okay to point out your flaws. But just be be concise when you think about what flaw you want to point out when they ask you questions about your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put out point out a weakness that ties, you know, to the job. It's a requirement that you have to have. So I think those are the main things that I would I would suggest. Um, that's some of the things that I did, you know, when I have gone through like searching for different positions and stuff like that. So, do you know if any of your companies that you've worked for searched you on um, social media? I heard with this current position, they search people on social media. Now, do you think favorite, it's like all platforms or like LinkedIn? I heard it was any any social media that <laughs> they can get their hands on. But only good thing for me, all my accounts is private. Um, I mm-hmm. think the only one is public. I believe it's LinkedIn, but I mean it's LinkedIn. It's not really, yeah, you know, too much you can judge me off of on there. But you know, as 
far as Instagram and Snapchat, that's all private. So you can't really see anything mm-hmm. but my my picture. So so just be careful, especially with Facebook, because, I mean, you just <laughs> never know what you're posting and stuff like this. So. Oh, yeah. And you never know who you're friends with that's friends right. with those people, too. Right. That is true. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for joining today and sharing your experience. I'm glad to have you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that's it. That's all for today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rebranded Podcast, as well as our resume page at revision.writing. Need a resume or some other career service? We got you.